Today I am talking with Josh Hash, the founder and the chief mover of the Strength Side channel on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. In today's video, we're going to be talking with Josh about how he finds motivation, inspiration, creativity. We're gonna talk about things he's learned in the journey from being a stiff, immobile athlete to becoming the Gumby-like weird gymnast moving capoeira-esque man that he is today. We're gonna to talk about how travel plays into all of that evolution. And we're gonna talk about just simple basic advice about living a life that you love. So here we go. I come prepared. <laughs> all right, you're prepared. Welcome in Josh Hash from Strengthside. It's an honor to meet you. Sir. Ah. <laughs> pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. <laughs> so uh, you just got back home. Uh, you have been on, it seems like, a nonstop whirlwind of travel for, for the last couple of years. What, <laughs> what, where, where did you just go? What was happening? And, and what's driving you now? Yeah, I'm, I'm still a little jet lagged, to be honest. Uh, just got home from Hawaii and uh, that was a it's kind of a quick trip like it was nine days maybe or something but um it was uh super fun we had some friends out there um and we went out got to stay with like a guy who lives out there a local so uh experienced the island in a bit of a more local non-touristy way um and yeah it was super fun but yeah the last few years been traveling a lot um but also um, for the first time in a while, set up a nice home here in Austin, Texas, and uh, that's been super nice as well. Uh, I've been learning a lot about like what travel can do for me, but then also what uh, being in a stable environment can do for me and just like helping me feel a bit more grounded and whatnot. Well, obviously, the first benefit is you get to hang things on the wall that have your branding on it. I can see the, the nice sign back there. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, get a little more um, consistency with, uh, with content and whatnot. That's, that's always good. So what, uh, when you first started your travels, uh, I remember we, we had talked years ago and you're kind of thinking about it. And I was just saying, go, man, you should go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what have you seen travel do for you? What, what's been the effect? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, when I first decided to kind of take off and do like a longer term travel, that was, you know, when we were working at upright health together and, um, and, you know, I just had this itch inside me just to like do this thing that I've always wanted to do. And you were very encouraging for that. And you've done a lot of travel as well. And, you know, I appreciated you just being like, yeah, you got to do it. Um, and yeah, right off the bat, I think it helped me just gain, gain space, you know, like gain mental space, uh, physical space to, <sighs> really like reflect and think hard about what I wanted to do and, and how I wanted to produce work and be creative and whatnot. And, uh, you know, it was the first time in, in forever that I, uh, I didn't work as much and I had a lot more free time. And, um, I think like that was the main thing that I gained was like, Oh, I get to do whatever with my time right now, you know? And, 
that can be so valuable when you're figuring things out, you know, like when, when you're figuring out what kind of trajectory you want to take, what, what direction you want to take in life. Um, and I just got to really focus on me, focus on my personal practice, uh, physically and mentally. Um, and a lot of the strength side, you know, what you see today on strength side, I was born through, uh, through that first, like, seven month trip that I took to Latin America. So what, uh, so can you talk a little bit about, um, some of the things you learn kind of mentally, internally, the things that, that started to clarify when you're on that seven month journey? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I started to, it was also intertwined, you know, because uh, at the time uh, I was very much tied to um, the gym and, and doing things in the gym and like uh, needing certain things to produce my uh, what I like thought of as fitness and um, also like what I thought of as just my life. Right. And then all that was like taken away from me um frame of references changed a lot and uh i got to just value how i how once again how i spent my time more and uh i got to see how different cultures lived and um i got to meet like super interesting people and uh what i really like realized was that um I wanted to, you know, on the more movement and physical side, I wanted to be able to train my body, be strong, you know, all these things become more flexible. Uh, these things that I was really valuing for myself. And I wanted to be able to do that without the need of a gym, you know, without having to have barbells and dumbbells around all the time. Um, so that kind of sent me on the trajectory of body weight, strength training, um, really valuing like mobility and stretching and in my movement quality and um it totally changed my my perspective of what movement is what fitness is and because i spent a lot of years also like strength training and doing the stuff in the gym um i think now i've gained like a really cool perspective on <laughs> how both can be very valuable um, and how you can blend both as well. Um, and, you know, once again, that kind of just took form into what strength side is, the strength side uh, philosophy and what I, you know, teach and, and value for, uh, for the strength side channel. So for people who aren't familiar with the strength side channel, uh, would you, how would you summarize or explain what you present on strength side on YouTube? Mm. Yeah, we, uh, we, at, so at strength side, we, uh, value a di diverse perspective of movement. So, uh, being able to move in different capacities, um, being able to be strong and be flexible, um, and being creative in our movement and letting our, uh, movement, um, or rather taking an approach of our movement of 
gaining more capacity in our body to be able to do things, which is the strength and the flexibility side. And then uh, also being able to express those things in activity. So uh, whatever your activity that you choose to do is, but um, you know, we believe that our training should produce uh, more movement and better movement. So could you give an example? So um, let's think about like a, a weekend warrior who really loves playing, I don't know, pickleball, but let's say softball, play softball, softball on the weekends, you know, what, what, okay. what, uh, what do they stand to gain from watching uh, strength side? Yeah. Um, so well, okay. I'll, I'll I guess take it's a like different... the stages. I'm wondering, like, for sure. how can they think about it in terms of like, you know, you're mentioning the strength, the flexibility, the mobility, and then mm -hmm. how it, how they express it in their activity. What does that mean for for somebody like that? Yeah, I'll take it from the perspective of how a lot of people come into finding strength side is like a weekend warrior type. You play basketball, you play softball. Um, maybe you do the traditional lifting weights in the gym to support that. But a lot of people uh, run into, hey, like I'm a little bit older now and I'm just super stiff, you know, and I don't feel very free in my body. And like when I play basketball, I know that I'm limited by um, X, Y, and Z, like my joints not feeling great or just like I'm, my hamstrings are so inflexible. Um, so, you know, this is, you come to strength side and we're like, hey, let's take this a, a holistic approach to opening up your body, um, finding these new ranges that essentially are going to help most sports, right? And I'm not going to say every single sport, but uh, most of the activities out there are going to be uh, like enhanced, accelerated by a more uh, supple, you know, strong body. Right. So if you can, I'm thinking like even, you know, if we're thinking about these weekend warriors, a lot of times, like you're saying, they're stiff, you're playing softball, you can't even get your arm back enough to be yes. able to throw the ball properly, right? Or right, right. Does your, you know, like softball, a great example, does your spine just simply like have the capacity to rotate, right? You need to rotate to throw, to swing the bat. Um, and, you know, a lot of the time, like this spine rotation is inhibited just by years of sitting and your hips get inflexible, your your shoulders get very stiff, right? The chest is stiff and um, it can be overwhelming sometimes, I think, to find, well, what should I do to like, what is this? What is the stretch that I need to do that's gonna like help me uh, mm -hmm. enhance everything? But a lot of the time there's no like right stretch. It's just like, are you moving? You know, are you like moving your joints through full range capacity? Um, and that's what we'd like to do on strength side is like kind of do a blend of we're stretching, we're strengthening, but everything has the intention of full range of motion and just using our body's joints, how they can be used. Right. Right. I completely disagree with your approach. <laughs> um, that's a joke for anybody who doesn't know. Uh, yeah. So, um, so let's kind of let's switch gears a little bit. I want to think about um, 
you kind of talked about um, you know having the space to think about what you wanted to do. You had mm. you created space in your life where you could think about where you want to spend your time, um, and that to me speaks to um, I think a related topic is, is sort of like once you've created that space, um, you know, how do you identify stressors that are both positive and negative for yourself? How do you identify what you want to keep and what you want to remove? Man, that is, that's an awesome question. And that's something like I'm still pondering, you know, I haven't figured this out by any means, but um, yeah, I, I think there's like a, there's a, there's a definitely a balance between finding inspiration um, and that, you know, inspiration can come from um, content on YouTube or social media type stuff. It can come from books, documentaries, um, or just something that you see in the physical world, right? Um, and I think that that can be very valuable. And for me, I've been like a very easily inspired person. <laughs> I don't know if that's the <laughs> best way to put that, but I find inspiration quite, quite easily from, um, from like reading something that has nothing to do with like what I'm doing in life, but just to see like people out there, like, uh, going hard and achieving great things and whatnot. Um, and then I've also found that for me to like really produce what I want to produce and to really get clear on uh, like what's what's valuable to me and what I want to express to the world, I have to kind of draw back from those um, from these like outside sources, you know, and I kind of got to be in my own internal world. So it's been, you know, a journey in, in finding a balance there. And like, I'm always going through phases of like consuming something. Oh, wow. This is so cool. Uh, I just read, um, Hicks and Gracie's, uh, new book. It's called breathe. Um, and like, I was so inspired by it. I don't like personally practice jujitsu and that's kind of what the book is a lot about, but, um, I just draw so much inspiration from like how he lived his life and like what he did in his own personal practices. And um, yeah, I, I find a lot of inspiration from that. But then when I go and I want to create something for myself, I got to kind of like take that inspiration, but then shut it all out and uh, be able to boom, let's, let's like produce what's inside me now. So what does that look like? Um maybe on a week to week basis for you, you know, you, you put out regularly put out videos, you know, how do you arrange your life in terms of finding time to maintain physical and mental health? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, number one is that, uh, for the last few years, the last, I don't know, six, seven years is, uh, I've, I've prioritized my personal practice before anything else. Um, I, I have a training session that I'm doing for the day. Like my day is shaped around that training session, right? Like I have my morning routine that I very rarely, uh, will like compromise or skip out on, you know, like those things always stay steady for me. And that keeps my, that keeps my, um, 
that keeps my state like in it. It keeps me in a state of kind of blanking on the right word. I just say positive. Um, but it keeps me in a light of like, I'm taking care of myself first and then, sorry, the light's facing you. And then, <laughs> and then I can go produce, uh, like the YouTube channel and, and like these things that I'm doing for the strength side business and I can help teach people. And I was like, one of the fundamental things that I learned going back to the travel thing was that the more that I put into myself, um, and take care of myself and prioritize my, my practices, the better that I can share, uh, with the world, the better I can share with, uh, the close relationships that I have in my life. Um, when I'm not doing that and I'm not taking care of myself, I'm scattered and, and there's more, more chaos. Right. So it's almost like being more selfish for myself actually makes me, uh, give and be a better person for those around me. That's a, wow, that's a huge, huge, huge lesson. Definitely a lesson that I've learned from you um, over time. Um, <laughs> seeing that even operating in my own life, right? And like, I mean, you, you, you and I worked together for years, so you always saw me jump on the computer and do whatever at the sacrifice of my own physical body. <laughs> and sure. um, it's, it's a, such an important lesson for people to learn and relearn constantly i think is if you don't take care of your body if you don't move well and you don't feel good you're probably not going to be as nice a person you're not going to be as productive a person uh, that stiff body that you can barely get from here to the kitchen sink probably also doesn't want to sit at the computer for 10 more hours today right <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And for me, I've kind of adopted like that habit is training and, and doing the physical stuff is, is easy for me. Like I, it's easy for me to not compromise, but, um, the harder stuff is just more basic things like reflection, like, and, uh, you know, that could be meditation or it could be journaling or these things that lead to a better, uh, mental state, uh, outside of the physical part. And, uh, that's the thing that I really have to try to like keep myself on track. And, uh, mm. sometimes I'll feel like a bit like, um, overwhelmed or stressed. And then I'll pull out my journal and I'll be like, Oh yeah, I haven't journaled in a week. Maybe this mm -hmm. has something to do with it. And, um, as soon as I put some thoughts down on paper or whatever it is, uh, it's like, I can release some of that and, uh, start to feel, feel into my, my, uh, my good space again. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, it's, uh, do you have any, um, do you have any specific practices you have in place around technology to help you maintain your, your mental space? Um, yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. I know that's kind of been an ongoing conversation for, for me and you, um, yeah. because, the technology is, is such a, like, uh, you know, it's, it, it's how we, uh, run our business and it's how, uh, we make money, but also like too much of it is just leads to this terrible mental state. So, um, like for me, I, I, you know, I would like to get my practices even more dialed in, but, uh, I do as best as I can to keep Instagram off my phone. Um, mm -hmm. 
I do as best as I can to not check like YouTube comments very often. Um, so basically just monitoring my social media use, um, monitoring my, my, uh, my phone use. Like I, I like that it gives you the screen time reports and I can usually, they're usually spot on, you know, Oh, your screen time (laughs) was up an hour this week. Oh yeah. Like I'm feeling a bit more frazzled this week, you know? Um, and sometimes it can be necessary. Like sometimes when I'm like, ah, like I'm, I'm just like working hard to like get a new program out or to, uh, like really like make this YouTube video as, as complete as I can. Like I need to be on the screens more. Um, but I really try to balance that with, okay, now it's time to retreat from all that. I think, uh, um, it's an interesting conversation that we've, we've had, uh, about all this stuff over the, the last couple of years. Um, you know, it's, I think it's funny because people who aren't producing a YouTube channel, who aren't putting out content, probably can't imagine what it feels like to see a string of really positive comments and then just one, <laughs> one horrible comment that says, you're the worst person in the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <And> somehow, <laughs> at least for me, somehow it just goes, Poop, ugh. And I'll think about it for like three weeks, right? just like oh, mm-hmm. bouncing in the head. Um, <laughs> but you know, I really wonder how a lot of influencers do it, and they just, you know, they have so many comments to get through, and uh, and yeah. still somehow try to help, right? <laughs> Me too, man. I think like the bigger that you grow, uh, you just you just can't look at the comments anymore, um, which is. <laughs> Which is kind of tough because a lot of like, I mean, 99% of the comments are like really positive and whatnot, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, like you're not alone in that, right? Like you see that one negative comment and you're just like, oh man, like hits you a little bit. And usually I can tell how my mental state is because if if I'm able to kind of just like wash it off, let it go, then, uh, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm in a good mental state. But if, I'm like dwelling on that and thinking about it for days, then it's like, all right, maybe you're too connected. Maybe you're too glued in right right now. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of the things I've always, I I have found helpful when we're on this topic for anyone who's listening, who struggles with this, with just technology stuff. I've, I've often, uh, instituted just screen blocks. So my computer won't even let me log on, uh, past a certain time. Yeah. Same thing with my phone. I have to just block them off. So there's quiet time at night where my brain, all the chatter can just kind of wind on down. <laughs> so it's the only that. way to stay sane, right? When it's, there's so much coming at you. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I've seen you, uh, like, t- it seems like you've taken a big step away from, from any of that. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it seems like you're, you you're seeing that your mental state is better from that as well so yeah yeah it's good to see and it's good it's inspiring you know like that's how i want to live my life as well well when you get a chance travel here and then we can go surfing (laughs) that sounds great i did some surfing out in hawaii it was oh uh, it was awesome yeah 
so jealous so jealous super uh, like super great long rolling waves like perfect oh. for beginners you know like getting this just like uh, right away for so long it's it's so great <laughs> oh, okay you're making me want to end this call early because the conditions <laughs> today are pretty good uh all right so i had just a couple more questions for people to pull some good information out of you um you you talked about um flexibility and um and how you know after many years of strength training and you know powerlifting, you're just feeling really stiff. And there's a lot of people out there, a lot of guys especially out there, who are in the middle of that journey. What's uh, is there something you can say to them, or something you would say to them, or to yourself? Uh, you know, six, seven, eight years ago, that would just help them understand what's possible or help them on that journey? Uh, yeah, I'd, lo I'd love to talk about that a little bit. Um, so, okay, two things that come to mind. Number one is like, um, when I started StrengthSide and like throughout the whole process of StrengthSide, um, I never had the intention to be like a flexibility guy or like a, a flexibility coach. But like nowadays, like that's how, like that's what a lot of people know StrengthSide as is like, come and get some, some awesome stretching routines and mobility drills and stuff. Um, and you know, that's just the, the reason that that's happened is because that's where the real high bang for your buck, uh, like substance has been for me because, you know, the more that I've put the energy into, uh, freeing my body and, and gaining more flexibility like the better i just feel in life you know mm. and it's like it's like um strength feels great as well but you know there's definitely like a ceiling on strength gains to where like you're not gonna keep on feeling better and better you know like mm -hmm. th like you get to a point where it's just like this strength is actually inhibiting uh, my, my ability to just, uh, move and be a, be like a, a really good feeling functional human being. Um, sorry, my dog is whining <laughs> a little bit right now. Calm down Shiloh. Um, and then the other thing that I'd like to say, um, is that I've, noticed and I've come to see like this almost inverse quality between strength and flexibility in that um, when you're a beginner and you start a strength training routine, you start going to the gym to maybe just doing some traditional strength body weight or sorry, bo uh, body building type exercises. Maybe you're doing like a, a deadlifts and, and squats. Um, you see those strength gains very fast in and they feel good. <laughs> oh, they feel so good. Right. And like, you'll notice your body changing. And like within three months, you can see such a huge change and, uh, flexibility isn't always like that. Flexibility, uh, can take a lot longer. And those first three months could be that you don't see much change at all. Right. But if you really like stay in it for the long term and you just stay consistent with your practice, then a, a little bit longer down the road then you start to see these really really cool um improvements right and like if you take just some type of stretch 
archetype, like a pancake or a front split or something like that. Like you're going to see a huge transformation, like a year to a year, you know, like we, we, mm-hmm. you have to be realistic with yourself and, and just know that it takes some time. Like you, you got to think of these things in, in big chunks, but at the end of the day, um, it's so rewarding. And uh, like I mentioned before, like you're just going to feel better in an everyday life. Right. And it's, it's definitely something that, you know, we're all getting older, we're all aging by the minute. And, uh, the, the, the more mobile you can stay as, as you age, like the more that you can continue to just do the activities that you love and, and keep on, uh, keep on crushing life. Can you give a, give people a personal example? What's of a stretch with, with whether it was the splits or whatever that just, mm-hmm. you just had to grind on? Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see for me, uh, let, let's say the back bridge, um, the back, the back bridge was just like this, this thing for me that, uh, I, it, it was like, it was like trying to stretch cement, you know, like I was just like running into these, these blocks and just getting all this stretch essentially in my lower back, which is not really what you want in a, in a back bridge. <laughs> you want to be able to stretch your shoulders and your upper spine in your hips. Um, and I, you know, I was, I was frustrated and I, I kind of was starting to play the, the victim role of, well, you know, like I'm just not the type of person who can get a very good back bridge, you know? Right. And right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what a lot of us do. Um, and then, you know, four years later, five years later, like now I have an awesome back bridge. I can, uh, kick out of a back bridge into a handstand, you know, like I, I, I've gained so much, but if I would have quit like that first, like half of year that I was training it, I never would have seen this, these gains and these pro and this progress. And, uh, it was, it was just a journey. And I, and sometimes I would take it out of my programming. I'm going to take a, a break from back bridging for the next couple months, but it would always go back in and I'd revisit it and I'd train it and I just keep it, you know, over the year being, being consistent about it. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think like, you know, better than anyone that stretching, there's so many components that go into it. And, um, it's so nervous system driven that, um, you know, like your body just needs to find a way to feel safe in that position. And, and that can take really long time. And for me, it took, you know, four or five years for sure. Thank you for sharing that. It's so important for people to, to hear stories like that, I think, right? Because, you know, when they see how you move now, right, people, people will just assume you've always been able to move. Obviously, you were a gymnast, right? Obviously, you, you were able to do that since you were a kid, so it's genetic. But, you know, I know you. I, I saw how you could move, right? And yeah, people should know you were not a gymnast, right? <laughs> <laughs> But now, dang. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, relating to this topic, I, uh, I I put out this video a couple of months ago, and it was a five-year handstand transformation. And um, if you're interested in this, you can see actually a lot of the first clips were at Upright Health, and um, you know, like just you can see like how far away I started from where I've got to now, and. Yeah 
the, the reason why I want to do that video is because there's so many videos on YouTube that are like handstand in 30 days, you know, like yeah, learn the yeah. handstand in five minutes, you know? And I'm yeah, like, yeah. how about five years? Like, this is how long it's taken <laughs> me. This is kind of like a realistic look at, um, at how long it's going to take, but then also like how far you can take it, uh, if you just decide to commit to it, you know? Yeah, I've definitely seen those videos of how to do a handstand in five minutes, but <laughs> so far they haven't worked for me. It's uh... <laughs> yeah, and like I don't want to totally like disregard those. Like there can be some some good like hacks to um, j yeah. just like little pointers, little cues that can oh yeah, like that made me be able to balance for a second longer or something. But I mean anything that's like really really developing your body, it takes a long time. Yep, yep. It's it's true. I uh, I forgot the name of that channel that always does the how to do it in five minutes. But the actual pygmy. contents, pygmy, yeah, it's yeah, hilarious yeah. and it's really good, really good pointers and tips. I like him. Yeah, yeah. But I I think he's pretty clear. This isn't actually going to take you five. But here's everything you need to know. In five <laughs> right, so, right, exactly. Love exactly. that. Love that. Yeah. Um, so that's great advice. Uh, you said you brought notes. You said you came prepared for this. Interview. Yeah. Did you have anything on your notes that uh, we didn't cover that you wanted to get out there? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, yeah, I mean, a couple things. Um, I kind of like, I, I, you know, I, I plugged a lot of them into our conversation, but, um, <laughs> very smooth, very smooth. I didn't even notice. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, one, one thing, uh, on more of the, the business side or more of the, the personal, uh, passion or work side, um, is that, uh, you know, over the years, I, you know, I wish that I was an artist. I wish that I, could create all these cool paintings or like I, I was really great at playing the guitar. I'm not. Um, and you know, I could pick that up sometime, but one outlet that I've found for my creativity is through actually just fitness YouTube videos. You know, like I think of those as a creative outlet and, um, I like to think of things as like, okay, like this is just really traditional things how to squat, like what, what you need to think about in a squat. But then I think of, okay, how can I, how can I like give this information in a way that it hasn't been given before? How can I make it unique and exciting or just different? Right. Um, and I found a lot of value in that over the years of just looking at what I do on a consistent basis and try to make it a bit more creative in that being like an outlet that, you know, maybe the artist, um, the painter gets by, by doing their thing that is more traditionally known as art. Um, but I think that we can all kind of think of what we do as an art form and, uh, keep learning and, and keep like challenging yourself to do it, uh, in different ways and do it better and, and, and all that good stuff. Uh, I, I, I think that's such a great, um, a great perspective because it, seems like it clearly matches, you know, how you approach movement, right? How we think about, you know, I can do this position, but could I do this position with a little bit of an angle change? Or what if my <laughs> arm's over here? Yes. Could I do it slower? Could I do it faster? Right? That's like at the heart of 
at the heart of all the movement things that you talk yes. about, right? It's sure I can back bridge, but can I kick over now? Can I, yes. how do I escape yes. this position? Yeah. It's like yeah, artistry in your movement. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like the back bridge is the perfect example. Like I can do a back bridge. I can do a squat. Now can I enter a back bridge from a squat? You know, like, can we like tie these things together? And that's what I love about the movement and training and physicality is like you, you have that option to be very creative and artistic there as well. Right. right. Yeah. So what, anything else on that list? Anything else that's like, man, I got to say this, this is your last um, interview ever. I don't know if you've read the contract. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, okay. So one thing like we've, we've already, we've definitely already touched on this, but, um, and I think that we were really touching on this when we were talking, when I was talking about that in drawing inspiration and then going into creation mode where it's more solitude. But um, one of the things that we do with like our primal athlete groups and that I'm constantly, constantly uh, reevaluating in my own life is like this, this uh, relationship between ambition and surrender. Right. And there's like mm. multiple different ways that you can think about that. Uh, like striving and grinding for something and then like accepting what is right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I really, really try to like reevaluate that in my own life in all aspects. Right. So like my, my physical training, uh, work and business stuff, my relationships, um, even just like my leisure time, like when am I at two, when am I too far to one side of the spectrum? you know, and like, that's an, going back to the travel conversation is like travel really helps you open up that surrender quality and, uh, really like, you know, you're, 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 you're floating, right. And like, you're experiencing all these new things, but then if you do that, like for too long, you start to lose purpose and you start to lose like, well, I need to do something, right? I need to find some, <laughs> some discipline here, right? So um, I think like for you, what you shared earlier, like at Upright Health, being on the computer all day, it's like, maybe it's too much discipline and maybe we need to like swing into <laughs> the surrender category, right? And like, yep. I do the same thing all the time. It was like, oh, like I'm just working too hard, whether it be workouts or right. strength side stuff. And it's like, yo, let's just relax. Let's appreciate um, instead of like going and having a really structured strength training routine right now, let me just go play around at the park and, and move around and, and just feel what my body wants. Right. So, um, that's been really, really valuable to me to just keep on thinking about that and reassessing where I'm at in that ambition surrender. So I know for me, I get physical and mental cues about when the uh, ambition striving side is a little bit too amped up right what kind of cues do you notice for yourself um so on the more emotional side it would be like feeling stressed it'd be like more irritable shorter um on the physical side like yeah feeling a bit more like locked down in my body a bit more um i, I mean usually it's like feeling more tired, feeling more tight. Right. Um, yeah. And then, and then on the other end of that spectrum, it's like, 
like I can feel like really <laughs> loose and stuff. Oh yeah. That's usually for me, I tend to be more on this like ambition quality. So like I want to get right. more of that like flow and that like subtlety in my body to, to feel like I'm rebalanced again. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely the same way. Uh, I think a lot of us are. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, the, the, the cure I've found to, that works for me to get me more into surrender mode is to just go try to ride some waves because I have zero control over what <laughs> waves are out there. Right? So. I love that. Yeah. That's like probably one of, one of the like best activities you can do. Surrender to the ocean. Yeah. And you know, my shoulders, my Lord, they're getting so much stronger. Just constantly paddling. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You know, um, there's a, there's a good YouTube channel. I forget the name of it actually, but, um, he talks about how swimmers and then like also like surfers from paddling, uh, like have like some of the strongest carryover into like pull-ups and like right. front lever type stuff and everything. And it's because you learn how to like use your lats so well and use the scapula control. Um, and, uh, yeah, that just came to my mind, and uh, I'd love to do more paddling and swimming because it's just a natural way to get strong, I think. Yeah, for sure, just as long as the sharks don't come. But if the sharks come, you actually get a lot faster <laughs> at paddling. Yeah, um, escape. Just, just paddle, man. All right, so um, this has been an awesome conversation. Thank you so much for taking the, the time to share all these personal insights. Um, People, where can they find you? If they haven't found you already, where do they find you? Um, yeah, Strengthside, type in Strengthside into YouTube. Uh, that's what I usually tell people and watch a couple of videos, see if you, if you like it. And uh, if you do, then those description boxes are lovely. You just click <laughs> some links down there and you can follow us on all platforms. What should they do if they don't like the videos? Should they? <sighs> Yeah, that's, uh, you know, <laughs> still just click like and then, uh, and then, you know, just go away and you don't have to ever watch a video again. Yeah, journal about don't it. Don't dislike. Don't... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, journal about it. Journal about it. <laughs> uh, don't dislike, click the like button. All right. And um, yeah, that's it. I think that's going to do it. So, uh, Josh, thanks again so much for joining me with this uh, call and for sharing all that insight and uh, everybody out there. I hope you remember that pain sucks. You want, you Life want to say it? it? Yeah. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that interview. Click the like button and share this with other people you know who want to hear about strength side and the inner workings of Josh Hash's mind. Subscribe to Upright Health so you don't miss out on great future content. And as always, I hope you remember that pain sucks. Life shouldn't. Every time